Let's open our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 21 to 24. It says, This greeting is in my own hand, Paul. If anyone does not love the Lord, a curse be on him, our Lord come. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. My love be with all of you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Today's message is simple. Love Jesus. Hallelujah. When the Spirit of the Lord come upon us and fills our hearts with God's love, according to 1 John chapter 4 verse 19, says He loved us first so that we can love Him. He loved us so that we can love Him. And our love for the Lord is not negotiable. That's what Paul in this context of this letter is saying. Cursed is the one. Cursed is the one who does not love the Lord. Because it's not negotiable. If anybody comes to Jesus, he has to love the Lord. There is no uh, two ways about it. And how do you love the Lord? Let's open another word. John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Verse 4 onwards, verse 4 onwards. Remain in me and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself until it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can't do without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he's thrown aside like a branch and he withers. And they gather them and thrown into the fire for they are burnt. And verse 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask whatsoever you want and it will be done for you. How do you love the Lord? When you remain in the Word of God. Hallelujah. When you keep the Word of God, you love Him. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So this evening the Lord is put into my heart that the Lord is going to help us, the Spirit of God is going to help us in no other time to love Him in a way they've never loved before. And when you love Him, you will love everything that He asked us to love. You love His body, the church. You will love your marriage. You love your family. You love your children. You love God's work. Hallelujah. Everything that God has placed in your hands to love, you will love. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So today, how many of you Want to love the Lord. Praise the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. And uh, one of the things that when you love the Lord is you love God's work. One of the greatest things when you get to love the Lord is to Get to know what you have been created to do on this earth. And when you get to know that, you love Him even more. I want you to read a word. Acts chapter 13. Oh, sorry. Zechariah chapter uh, 10 verse 3. Zechariah chapter 10 verse 3. 
my anger is kindled against the shepherds and i will punish the goat goatherds for the lord of hosts will visit his flock the house of judah and will make them as his royal horse in the battle the house of judah and will make them his royal horse in the battle god will take the sheep and make him a royal horse hallelujah the lord will take a timid sheep and will make him a bold horse how many of you believe that tonight Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Today some of you are going to have a supernatural shift over your life. Hallelujah. Your timidity is going to go. Hallelujah. And you're going to be a royal horse. Battle ready. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Going to fight over every battles and that you placed over you and a horse never know how to lose a battle and you're not going to lose a battle. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Anybody who loves the Lord will never lose a battle. Anybody who is loved by the Lord and loves the Lord will never lose a battle. Hallelujah. You can't lose. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Loving the Lord is an important part of God's word. Praise the Lord. If you don't love the Lord, the Bible says you are useless. You are under a curse. That is speaking to believers. You cannot come here and not love the Lord. So many of you are not walking in fruitfulness because you are receiving the love and you don't know why actually you are filled with the love. It is to love Him back. It is to abide in His Word. How do you love Him? By abiding in His Word. And when you abide in His Word, a sheep becomes a horse. Not only you will follow the Lord, you will be bold in the Lord. There is a shift that comes upon your life. Then you uh, do remember questions like this. What did I do for the Lord? What am I doing for Jesus? These are the questions that the Spirit of God will put into your heart. And He will show you if you are really true what He wants you to do. Hallelujah. You don't have to struggle if you really genuinely ask the Lord. He will exactly tell you your schedule on this earth. Most of us read the word uh, in Psalm 90 and says, Lord, teach me to number my days that I will apply my heart. How many of you remember that scripture? Read it. Psalm 90. A psalm written by Moses. Verse 10, our lives last 70 years or if you are strong, 80 years. And verse 12, teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our heart. Teach us to number, not count your days. Most of us, uh, 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 you know, even I have read it in the past. Count my days. Count my days. God is not asking you to count. Just count your days, how many days you are going to live on this earth. He's telling, teach us to number our days. In other words, teach us to schedule our days. That's what it means. 
Teach us to schedule our days that to every day will count. Every day will be used for the glory of Jesus Christ. Every day of the Lord will be something good happening through our lives. If you don't count and schedule your days, you will be bored. You will have a mundane Christian walk. You will not be excited about your work for the Lord. You will not be effective and productive for the Lord. You need to be taught. Hallelujah. Shift us to come. Some of you are going to schedule your days for the glory of God. Hallelujah. You need to know how to schedule your life in the spirit of God. That's what loving the Lord is all about. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes. Allow him to schedule you. Hallelujah. You are not doing your own thing. You are allowing the Spirit of God to schedule you every day of your life. Not on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Every day you're going to be scheduled. Some of us need to be a shift. Some of us needs to be productive. Hallelujah. Some of us needs to, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Walk in that love of Lord. So that you should know that in the 24 hours of your life, it's so much, it is in the, enveloped in the love of the Lord. Hallelujah. What will make you from being a sheep to become a leader? A horse is a picture of leader. Leaders. How many of you want to be a leader for the Lord? Every leader has a shift mechanism. Every leader called by the Lord at one point of time in their life. Every leader to go through a moment when they are sick and tired of doing the normal routine of prayer, coming to church, worshipping. A moment will come. You will ask the Lord, what am I called for? Open my eyes to see the hope of my calling. Give me a genuine understanding about the calling of my life. Hallelujah. Because you'll feel frustrated. You'll feel angry with yourself. You become a complaint box if you don't understand the purpose of your calling over your life. So every leader will have a shift mechanism. Hallelujah. Are you with me? shift mechanism you need to have a shift a moment in time when you should go on your knees and say Lord here I am the very trajectory of your life will change when you say that, hallelujah. Paul, when he met with the Lord on the way to Damascus, the first thing he said, what do you want me to do for you, Lord? Wow. He immediately got, caught a sense of his calling. Very few people will have that grace. He immediately got the sense of his calling overnight, over a second. Lord, what do you want me to do? I just don't want to uh, fall under this light. But I want the light to do something in my heart, through my life. How many of you are here? Say, my trajectory has to change. The way that I'm going now has to change. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. This is not the way that I will... Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let me tell you something. Hallelujah. If God has a plan for your life, you, he, he needs your cooperation to fulfill that plan. 
Hallelujah. He needs you. He needs your cooperation. It's not going to automatically fulfill it. God needs your cooperation. God needs your response to God's grace. Otherwise, we will be making so many, so many statements without really meaning it. And we'll end up somewhere. And we'll be, we'll be upset that we've not come so far. We don't need to do that, isn't it? Hallelujah. the Lord happy is the Lord smiling at what we are doing for him let me tell you something every day if you spend time quietly in the presence of God you'll exactly know what God wants you to do you will make things that makes the Lord happy joyful that quiet moment that still moment some of you been so bombarded with thoughts, so bombarded with the, uh, 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 the the cares of the world, so bombarded with the routines of life that you have lost that quiet time with the Lord. But some of your quiet time need to be restored once again and to see where the trajectory of the Lord is about to take you. Hallelujah. There needs to be a shift come of your lives. Hallelujah. It's been so boring. It's been so, hallelujah, stodram, fruitless. But God is about to talk. Hallelujah. To take you into the right turn. Hallelujah. Make you to see the right, hallelujah, steps in the right directions. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many of you deep down inside of you know that I'm moving in the right direction? That I'm moving in the will of God? Otherwise you will have sacrificed your entire life to do His work. But essentially you have achieved it. You end up achieving nothing. Hallelujah. By the end of the life, we need to be like saying that I fought that good fight. I've done everything what the Lord wanted me to do, called me to do. There has to be a shift. The Lord wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you these days. Hallelujah. Because there's a shift that is coming. It's going to come as, hallelujah, fast as you ever thought. It will come. Some of you catch it in the spirit. Some of you are going to be turned from a sheep. Hallelujah. Into a horse leader. A horse ready leading a people. Hallelujah. Every leader, number two, has the ability to see. Everybody is looking to somebody or something. But you need to have the ability to see. What do you see in John chapter 4? Jesus said, lift up your eyes and see the harvest. The greatest problem in Christianity is people want to do something for the Lord in the church, but they are not looking towards the harvest that is outside. We are so bound and confined to the ministry inside the church, but blessed are those, the ones who can see a harvest outside of the church. Blessed are the ones who can take a revival from the church into the outside world. Blessed are the ones who can take the word that you have learned and hallelujah, teach somebody outside of the church. Blessed are the ones who are able to sow the seed outside of your church, into your office, into your homes, into your families, into your neighbors. 
Blessed are the ones who love the, your world just like Jesus loved the world. That you're able to love your world and to sow your life, to see them saved, sow your prayers, sow your tears. Hallelujah. I don't know whether you came to hear this word. This is what the Lord put into my heart. John chapter 9, the Bible says, verse 1, God found a blind man. Hallelujah. You may be blind today, but Jesus sees you. There was a blind man, the Bible says. There was a blind man, the Bible says, who was born blind, but Jesus met with him. Some of you today sitting here and say, oh, Pastor, Pastor, I wish I could see my life. I wish that's all that is enough. He will find you. He is about to open your eyes to see the supernatural, to see the hope of your calling, see the inheritance among the saints. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord is stirring up the church to something big. The Lord is stirring up your legs for oh, battle ready. The Lord is stirring up the legs to defeat the devil. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you with me, church? No, I have written it here. You know, sometimes you will face with bread, rocks, chains and delays when you are the purpose of God. Bread. I would say, giants, rocks and chains and delay are all part of God's purpose. How many of you are facing giants? Caleb said to the people when they were facing with giants, he said, the land flowing with milk and honey and they said, no, no, we saw the giants. Let me tell you, when Jesus died on the cross, he gave us a land flowing with milk and honey. We can kill the giants. We can defeat the giants. Let them come to us. But there is something Caleb said, only rebel not against the Lord, neither fear the people of the land for they are a Bread to us, their defenses departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear us, fear them not. So there is attitudes when you are in the purpose of God. Number one, when you see the giants, they are the, just the bread that will make you stronger. That takes your growth into another level. The giants of Christian work are always given so that you will grow. They are bread. Oh, how many of you want to grow? How many of you want to be strength? Hallelujah. Caleb said, there are bread. Bring it us. Let us eat it and become strong. The school of faith, Caleb's school of faith uses their problem to their advantage. Hallelujah. Let me tell you tonight, if you have a problem, maybe it's your bread that makes you strong. Nindya kanan na, akhatalan nindya apa wanan na, warna nindya syaktan aku wan. 
When you have a purpose, giants will take the form of bread. Giants will become bread. Oh, come on. Appakashnamagum. Prashnangal appakashnamagum. Ninda mele viliyolavanna manishilagum bol. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Questions become solutions. Problem becomes answers. Come on, somebody. When you know that you are a calling, you don't look at the giants and you don't bow them, bow down to them. You become strong. You have to see problems in a New Testament aspect, in a Christian, in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You need to look at your problems through what the victory Jesus Christ has given you. Bible says the Antichrist, spirit of Antichrist trying to make the saints weary. Tonight we have victory over Antichrist in the Shakti. Devatinda Makale, Shakti Edith Matuan Nokuna, Daira with the Kayaman Nokuna, on the Christo with the Shaktiole, in the Rathri and Shasi Jabrati, trying to vary the saints out of rebuke that spirit tonight through the anointing of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at two people and say, We are children of authority. Then there is rocks. Paul said in Acts of the Apostles, but Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, have persuaded the crowds. They stoned Paul and dragged him into the city, supposing that he was dead. They stoned Paul. They threw stones at Paul and they thought he was dead. Oh, wow, wow. When the stones came upon him, Hallelujah. What happened? Many Bible scholars believe that is the time he wrote 2 Corinthians 12 and said, I know a man in the Christ who 14 years ago was caught up into the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. Praise the Lord. On one side, the rocks came. On the other side, he was revelated. Hallelujah. Use your rocks and stones to catch fresh revelation from heaven. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you here tonight? Praise the Lord. Use your, turn your stones into revelation. Hallelujah. Turn your stones into revelation. When you have a calling, every throw, stone that people throw at you, hallelujah, shape changes into revelation. When people think that you are dead, Paul was caught up in the heaven. Oh, and he was shown things. He said, I'm not even allowed to utter. So when you have a calling, consider the stones. Don't respond to the stones. Don't throw stones to stones. When somebody throws stones, don't throw stones back. But that's the time people will take you to fresh revelation. Then there were chains in Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas was changed chained because they obeyed or they 
obey the instruction of the Lord. They went into the prison. They were chained. Can you imagine? Angel came and opened the doors. And still these guys are not leaving. Praise the Lord. They still, the people are not, these guys are not leaving. Because they said a Macedonian is waiting for us. You turned your chains into evangelism. You turned your chains into messages. You turned your messes into messages. You turned your test into testimonies. When you are out of something, it's not you. It's a community out of it. Your friends are out of it. Come on, somebody. If a devil touches a man of God, a woman of God, hallelujah, when you become free, that's not you. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. There are several people who become free with you. Chains were used to be doors to speak about Jesus. Today's chains becomes complaints. Why is this happening to me? That's not what Paul's. Look at look at people who have a calling. Their difference. How they? Hallelujah. Who was chained? Paul. Who was stoned? Paul. Who was who bound him? The soldiers. Who was in the midnight bound? Paul and Silas chained. And the answer would be, who lost? The answer would be, Paul and Silas. But who lost? The one who chained them lost. Wow, 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 wow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on somebody tonight. Hallelujah. Even you are chained, you will still win. Hallelujah. Oh, greater is he that is in you than he that... <laughs> Woo! Come on, somebody, tonight. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Who was put into prison? Joseph. Who was misunderstood? Joseph. He said, he is a pervert. He tried to molest the wife of Potiphar. Who was misunderstood? Joseph. Who was put into prison? Joseph. Hallelujah. Come on somebody tonight. Who was forgotten? Joseph. Who became the prime minister? Joseph. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. When there are setbacks, when there are people forgot you, when people try, hallelujah, you are tried and tested. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, he saw a dream. The chief of Joseph rising up, hallelujah, and the rest of the people who attacked him, bowing down to him. Such is going to be the experience of some of you in 2020. Everyone who is attacked is going to bow before. Oh, hallelujah, blessed be the name of the Lord. These are things that you go through in life. And there is Lazarus. He delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. Who was in the tomb? Lazarus. Who was thinking? Lazarus. Who said, there is no hope? The people said, put the stone and put the final stone and said, put the final and said, case is over. There is no way he will come out. Who said it? People said it. Who rolled away the stone? The same people. Come on, somebody. 
people has put a final stone they will have to change they will have to roll the stone away hallelujah oh you said you're useless hallelujah you said your problem will never have a solution come on somebody tonight they said you can never be healed doctor said you can never have that breakthrough doctor said you can never have the child hallelujah the same doctor will have to change his report we give you praise we give you glory hallelujah praise the lord the trajectory is about to change hallelujah your life is about to change victory by the blood of jesus hallelujah amen delay came but at the end of the day who was sitting next to jesus lazarus hallelujah praise the lord who was sitting next to jesus lazarus come on somebody tonight who was sitting next to jesus his name was lazarus the people came to hallelujah kill him but lazarus has already grown into the next level when you sit with jesus you grow into the next level people came to kill him he did not move an inch he looked at them praise the lord hallelujah there is a level where people come to do things against you you don't need to utter a word you just have to look even your eyes will have an anointing over you hallelujah some of you are going to look and the demons oppositions will leave raba sandala wala hadrala wasiya is another level anointing Hallelujah. So these are all part of challenging times. You grow in challenging times. Hallelujah. Delay establishes you. Hallelujah. Are you with me church tonight? every leader has the ability to see but some of you are blind the lord is going to meet with you now 10 causes of blindness we don't have the time to take few of it genesis 27 when isaac was old the bible says he could not see many people cannot see because they think they are old and losing their vision some of us not only physically you are getting old but some of us have lost our spiritual capabilities spiritual vision unlike caleb who had a spiritual vision when he entered the promised land he said give me that mountain of giants i will go and take it he had the vision he had the strength to ask hallelujah 1 samuel 3 eli grew dim and he was just sitting like in the church and did not do anything even when you he knew that his sons were doing wrong and immoral activities because his eyes were no longer sharp for the lord he could not see he could not tell the children what the lord was doing that's a, in a parenting if you cannot as a father and the mother can't tell the children what they're supposed to do if you cannot receive if cast a vision into their lives is as good as allowing them to go into a devilish direction as a pastor the greatest thing that i always ask is lord to ability to cast the vision
അപ്പനും അമ്മയാണെങ്കിൽ മക്കൾ എങ്ങനെയാണ് നടക്കേണ്ടതെന്നുള്ള ഒരു കാഴ്ച അവർക്ക് കാണിച്ചു കൊടുക്കണം ബിക്കോസ്റ്റ് Look at somebody and say, I'm a fruit-bearing tree. Your life is in your tongue. Some of us, because of the very fact that we forgot why God has saved us, the very power, we are going in the own direction. We are not abiding in the word of God. And we are walking under a curse. Because the Bible says so. You'll be useless. That word curse, in the greek word means useless because you're not abiding in the word i want somebody tonight you have to abide the greatest thing about god's being a christian is the beauty of abiding in the word of god the scriptures But tonight i cancel those curses over your lives today you're going to bear fruit supernatural fruit super fruit fruit of love joy peace patience kindness gentleness self control fruit in every area of your life glory enable your fruit bearing capability an invitation to get someone to church or ministry is a it's 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 a fact that you are walking you are bearing fruit isn't it amazing i saw the other day somebody who has listened to the word less than any year brought people to the church rather than the ones who has been listening to it for 16 to 18 years and i said something is wrong i want somebody tonight because our theology has gone into our head somebody who caught two three scriptures in their heart used those two three scriptures to in very few moments very few days to bring another person another couple to the lord other day when i called they said i'm going to bring another person to the lord on hallelujah not trying to put you down i'm saying that if then that person can do it definitely there is going there is fruit bearing capabilities inside which you have not recognized may your eyes see hallelujah you bring your family hallelujah
Don't despise the days when God stirred up the gift of God inside of you. That's what God telling Timothy. It's see, he say, don't forget. I'm st- forget. Remember the days I stirred up the gift of God inside us. We are laid my hands on you. You are a gifted child of God. Remember, stir up that gift of God. Stir up that faith. Stir up that fire. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Tonight I'm telling you, you are a hallelujah, gifted child of God. Stir it up. Remember, hallelujah, what has been spoken to you. Remember what is prophetic word that has laid hands on you. Hallelujah. Remember that. Number three, loss of sight in the right eye. What does that mean? In 1 Samuel chapter 11, verse 2, the Ammonites, the enemies of Israel are saying that, unless you make a covenant with us, we'll take off that right eye. We'll take off your right eye. Right eye stands for proper judgment. The Bible declares, if you do not have one eye, you cannot come. You know, Bible, when he says that when you come into the presence of the Lord, he said, don't come blind. In Malachi chapter 1, he says, don't come blind. Don't bring your, you know, uh, uh, come there, you know, with one eye blind and half seeing, half not seeing. Come there with both your eyes. Hallelujah. Into the presence of God. How many of you know you cannot play a game of cricket if you have lost in the right eye? If you have lost sight in the right eye. Because you cannot understand the trajectory of the ball. Lift your hands and say, I refuse to be half-sighted. Your right eye speaks about to judge what is right and wrong. You become blinded by what you call German measles. Also called Kawasaki syndrome or rubella. That's what the name is. And if you are pregnant with someone who is having German measles, the very likely that the child is also going to be born blind. Another generation born blind. Your children also will be having Kawasaki syndrome. Half-sighted. One church. Number four. Why do we become blind? Because we are under the influence of a different teaching. And let me tell you how to be effective, how to be fruitful. When you are under the teaching of someone else, or under certain television programs, or reading certain books, or there are many TV channels, all of them might not be good for you. When you become under the influence of many teachings, a certain blindness, instead of something good, a certain blindness comes to you. Hallelujah. How do you know that? You become blind to what God wants to do through you. You become blind to keep the word of God. You become blind to the instructions that the Lord asks you to do. You become blind to holiness, submission and prayer. I never understand. I go to some church. How much ever you try to teach them, they become so blind because they are listening to different teachings, different people. They have lost their trajectory. It should not happen to us because we are in a harvest season. We are in a time of shift. It should not happen to us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Some people, you know, become blind to biblical prosperity. The moment you say, God will prosper you, they immediately say, it is to make money. It is not to make money. It is to make, tell people that God wants you to spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially prosper. 
and they say god brings wants you to bring tithes and offerings and he will return back more to you immediately certain churches are close to that immediately say it's a different doctrine because it's a bit of blindness hallelujah are you with me church tonight you have to read scriptures study scriptures some churches are blind to praise and worship some churches do not even worship the lord some churches are blinded to leadership training because they want all believers to remain believers sometimes blind they tell me sometimes when i go why are you teaching us things that we have not been taught before why are you teaching something new blind because they don't want to move now that they are envious of somebody moving come on somebody tonight every person born again is called to be leaders and to be fruitful we have given the ministry of reconciliation we are supposed to reconcile people to god and to each other hallelujah praise the lord we are ministers of the new covenant hallelujah we are called to be fruitful and the bore fruit much fruit as to be hallelujah revive through our lives to glorify the father in heaven not for your benefit not for a church's benefit so that the father in heaven shall be glorified Some of you, you know, certain pictures in India, dead pictures, dodo pictures, dead pictures. How much ever you put the ball, it will not rise. Some people are hearts are like that. How much ever word you give, it will not rise beyond a level. It will go. Come on, it should, it should have life. Hallelujah! A revelation should step into your heart and should go. Hallelujahs! They should have a speed. I don't want our church. When an important thing is spoken, it goes like a slow motion. Come on, that revelation has to just—it should be so attracted to your heart. Three aspects of equipping. Number one: casting the vision. Number two, strategy. Number three, planning. Every working the kingdom of God will involve all these three aspects. When you are going to serve the Lord, you have to know what is your vision. What is the church's vision? Number two, when you face the enemy, strategize. What is your strategy? You 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 need to sit down. How to tackle this enemy through the word of God? What is the enemy behind this? In prayer, in fellowship, I'll I'll be make I'll be taking it in detail in the coming weeks. How to tackle the enemy? How to tackle the enemy? Your plan to tackle the enemy. Number five. Why we are blind? Uncertain environment makes you blind. It's called the dark room syndrome. Uncertain environment. When you walk into an environment and suddenly you see someone 
we are not expecting to see in a dark corner you walk into a bar and take a drink and all of a sudden you see someone you do not expect in that place in that dark corner that's what it means you're blinded because you do not expect to find what you saw you do not expect to find what you saw how many of you do that mark 16 the people did not expect jesus to do any miracles because they knew he was a carpenter's son they did not expect jesus to be what he was he really was they did not expect the messiah to come in the flesh they did not expect him to be born in a manger growing up in a carpenter's son many people want their breakthroughs to come in a particular way may sit in fasting and prayer and want your breakthrough you may not see what you wanted but certainly god will give you something but you're the, you're in a dark room syndrome not expecting it to come not expecting it to see hey with me church naman expected a healing but did not expect to dip into the jordan seven times and be healed if you are in a dark dark room syndrome you need to humble and say lord open my eyes to see the way you are going to bring it into my life come on somebody tonight come on somebody tonight open my eyes to see how you are trying to bring it into my life hallelujah praise the lord glory to god oh rabala barastandara shudala bastia hallelujah some of you don't know that this is the message that is going to become your bring your ultimate breakthrough if you don't see it hallelujah if you don't see it you'll miss it hallelujah praise the lord you need to be humble to grasp it and to understand it otherwise you'll miss it so many of us missed it in the past oh god is telling somebody very clearly that hallelujah you need to bring your pride down ego down and humble yourself Number 6 blindness causes you to miss your breakthrough 2 Kings chapter 6 the Elijah is seeing the angels of God but the servants are seeing in a Syrian army and man of God is praying open his eyes that he will see what i'm seeing today i was sitting in the morning i heard some disturbing things i was a little you know upset but this by the evening god sent me a peace when he opened my eyes and see the vast army that is around us the army of god blindness prevents you from seeing your victory your healing your breakthroughs blindness causes you to miss it the well is there but haiga you cannot see it prosperity is there but you can't see it leaders got to see leaders got to see that's why i'm telling you the lord is about to hallelujah take you from a sheep to a horse in the next level that god wants you to take in there is no blindness there come on lord is telling in the next level there are no blindness you will see
In 2 Corinthians 4, 3, and for God of this world has blinded the mind of unbelievers. Blindness causes unbelief and it comes from the devil. It causes unbelief. This is where you indulge in self-pity, insecurity, envy, jealousy. You see, God does not want to use us. You're blinded. Your ministry is not dependent upon people. When you abide with the vine, you become fruitful. You don't need to feel, oh, somebody is not putting me there. You are not in the mercy of somebody. When you abide in the vine, you become fruitful. Nobody can hide you. Uh, are you with me? Not only really every leader has the ability to see, every leader has the ability to hear. What do you hear? A mother will always hear the cry of the child. Even in the middle of a hundred children, she will not miss out on the cry of her child. Successful people, leaders will always hear the right sound. Now in this message, if you are hearing criticism, you are missed out. In this message, if you are hearing condemnation, you are missed out. Because the congregation has set his heart and mind on something else. They are thinking about themselves. If you are thinking, pastor is pointing this word to me, you are missed out. God told David, when you hear the sound of the wind, mulberry trees, it is time to advance. If you are hearing the sound of the Holy Spirit, you will advance tonight in the name of the Lord. Come on somebody tonight. Hallelujah. If you are hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, there is an advancement for the church. Hallelujah. Not tomorrow. Even tonight, there is an advancement for the glory of Jesus Christ. God will have unpicked you. I did not plan this message that have come. Let me tell you, today was those one of those days I was not picked any message. I was, that's not know, I did not know what to preach. I have all my one, two, three, every book ready. There is a wind of God. There is a wind of advancement. We have to hear it tonight in the name of the Lord. I know some of you are stirred within your spirit and you know it. Hallelujah. That's why the fourth thing, every leader will be stirred up in the inside to do. They don't do it because they plan it. It's stirred up. How many of you know when you're stirred up, you know there's a supernatural ability comes upon you. You're stirred up within your spirit. You know it's the Holy Spirit about to do something. Hallelujah. When I'm stirred up to pray for healing, I know it. I know that that, that times, you know, it's not just praying. I know that there's a supernatural faith. I know it's healed already before I lay hands. So there are times like this because you're stirred up to pray. Number five, every leader will have a pattern. Every leader will develop a pattern by which things are to be done. There is a pattern in every church by the way things are done. There is a pattern in this church and we need to understand and to follow the pattern because it's by the Spirit of God. There is a pattern that I've learned my spiritual father, the spiritual lineage, the spiritual genealogy of Pastor Rajesh is the pattern that I move in. You should be stupid after being in the church for 20 years 
and trying to follow another pattern of another church, of another pastor, that you should have been there all this while. At 40 and 45, stupidity. Hallelujah. Rehearsal comes before recital. Hallelujah. Before you, some of you are in your rehearsal, your stage is about to come. All this while you were rehearsing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It was board exam has still not come. Hallelujah. It was what exam? Model exam. Praise the Lord. Some of us, it was a long model exam. That's all. Praise God. Are you with me, church? Ministry is, is not to give to someone based on capabilities, but on faithfulness. Ministry is given to people who want to excel, who want to do their best, not for people or for themselves, but for the church of Jesus Christ. We want to be faithful. We want to excel in what God has called us. That's why we ask you to stay back for practice. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you with me, church? Amen. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Are you here tonight, church? Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There is a pattern for every church and ministry. There's a pattern. In the sound of worship, there's a pattern for every church. When you're a part of this church, there is a pattern. We, 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 we might not be as good as hill songs. We don't sound as good as them. But if you follow in the pattern, people's life will be transformed. This will be a beautiful rhythm that will flow into the church. Prophet Samuel came to the court. Prophet Samuel came to the court of soul and said, I hear the sound of bleating, but these are not the sheep of Israel. In the court of Saul, there were the sheep. Samuel understood, it does not sound like the sheep of Israel, God's people. It is sounding like the sheep of Amalekites. He immediately understood, there is something wrong in the way they are acting in the I know when the sheep in this church loses, you know, acts like uh, another cry, another way, another pattern. You immediately know, hey, not the Petra church kind of uh, attitude. This is caught from somewhere else. It sounds like something else. Are you with me, church? In the same way, there'll be a difference in the pattern of Bible reading, preaching, where you go about things, if you do not know the pattern, you'll be disappointed and hurt. And today I'm telling you to groom up leaders in this church. Hallelujah. And if you have been ever put in the church as a leader, you will not be demoted. I'm telling you to promote you into your best selves. Hallelujah. Amen. Lester Sumrall, the man of God, had a pattern and symbol where every time he checked in and checked out of a hotel, 
he would make sure that when he left the room was in a good shape and arranged the table and, and, and the bed and the uh, and everything there better than the way he came in it was this pattern you knew lester sumrao left the hotel by looking at the room and even god has got a pattern god showed moses the pattern on how to build the tabernacle all the way in the wilderness in 41 places they camped and wherever the tabernacle was set up there was set up a pattern always was the same all the items were put in the exact places god wanted him to be are you with me church hallelujah a pattern that's where the glory of god came you have to understand the pattern and then the fruitfulness will come the holy spirit will begin to move in your life in a way that you've never before there's a pattern don't catch some other pattern you get into mistakes you shift you lose your trajectory you lose your direction by catching some other pattern follow the teachings that is given here things will be at peace and fruitful amen hallelujah so let's close our eyes tonight in prayer hallelujah